I'm going to invite Ben on up to the stage. Ben Woodman comes to us from Vancouver. Many of you uh, might recognize him from his work he's done with Alpha. He was one of the main leading people to put on the Youth Alpha series. Uh, and he's been speaking to our youth all weekend long. So, Ben, we are so thankful that you're able to join us this morning. And we're excited to hear the message you have for us. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Michael, could you grab me one of those, that music stand? And then do you need to take any of these microphones or are you good? Oh, yeah. No, no, that's fine. I, I'll stand right over here. <laughs> good morning, church. It's great to be with you. Uh, I've only been to Grand Prairie once before. That was in 2016 when I got invited to be a speaker for DTP conference. And it was, that year it was also hosted at uh, Grand Prairie Alliance Church. And so here I am again, GPAC. I've only been here twice. I'm like, wow, so this is my church family. It's official. Like you guys are my church family in Grand Prairie. It's official. Uh, like Michael said, I'm coming from Vancouver with a lot of love, uh, sending love from my wife. And we have a brand new baby girl. Uh, she's seven months old uh, named Livia Rose. And, um, and she... My wife and I have been married for like 16 years, and she's only seven months. Oh, yeah, they got a picture. Oh, my gosh. This is, she's deadly. Look at her. Oh, my gosh. Look at her toes. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, some people are clapping. Oh, my gosh. Livia. Oh, my gosh. She melts me. Um, do, we wanna, do you have more photos, or do we want to show more? I got a couple more. I got, oh, my goodness. Look at her. I think there's another one from that same day with that cute bow. Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, I want to, can we, do we have the video too? Is it, maybe it might be turned sideways though. You might have to turn your head sideways. You're like, you, I'm acting like this was planned. Okay, m moms look away. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Livia Rose. Isn't she the best? Wow. Uh, oh, I'm so distracted now in a beautiful way. Um, but uh, what was I saying? I was saying thank you. You're my church family in Grand Prairie. I also want to thank the pastors and some of the, the team that I've been working with, Michael and Caleb, and uh, just for their hospitality. Um, and it's a real joy to be with you. And DTP, the youth from all over, it's so fun to be together. God's doing stuff. We're making, I told them at the beginning, I'm like, our goal is we're going to make memories with each other and with God. And so that's what we've been doing with our final session coming up after this session this or this service this morning. I want to speak to you from the subject briefly this morning of, of You Are Loved. Uh, the pioneer of Alpha, who I worked with Alpha for many years, last more than a decade now. The pioneer of Alpha is Nikki Gumbel. Anyone familiar with Alpha and Nikki Gumbel? A few people? Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, so in Nikki Gumbel's word, he would say, You are loved. Like that, with a nice British accent. I've been getting the youth to say that back to me. Do you want to try just doing it in your best British accent? Uh, on the count of three, one, two, three. You Ah, loved. Thank you so much. It just makes me feel so good. So many people tell me I'm loved. Um, that's, that, I want to speak to you from the subject of you are loved. <clears throat> when you look at the scripture, when you look at what Jesus has done for us, the, the headline is you are loved. You were created on purpose, with purpose, and he loved us so much he gave his only son. Uh, I, uh, Todd read that verse from Galatians where Paul, the apostle Paul, when he's writing to the church in, in the church of the Galatians, he's saying, he's saying, he loved me and gave himself for me. And it's that personal and it's that huge that it's like, this is for all of us. He loved us so much. So uh, that, that's the foundation, that's the backdrop. 
Uh, one of the things when I think about you're loved, I think about you're loved as you are, not as you should be. You're loved today as you are, not just as you should be. And you're loved the real you, the today you, the all the broken, messy you. That God really loves that part of you. And it's kind of, it messes with our heads a little bit. It confu- it's a little bit confusing to get your head around it because, you know, we grew up with a seriousness in the church around sin and, and giving into selfishness. And we're like, that's wrong. And God doesn't like that. And yet we're also looking at the cross and we're seeing what God did. God addressed our sin. So there's also this kind of, there's always this kind of like mix in our hearts, you know, of like, Okay, the sin and the love of God. But he loves all of you. He, he wasn't, you know, Jesus proved that he could be around sinful people and bring his love and goodness and kindness. He was criticized, right? Jesus was criticized by the religious leaders, the church people of the day, because he was hanging out too much with the sinners and tax collectors and, and you know, the people who had bad reputations. And so I love just the heart of the New Testament. The heart of the gospel is you are loved. I want to share some, uh, this is what I think we'll do this morning. We'll look at a few Bible verses. I want to share a little story that kind of helped it come alive for me. And then I'd love to end our time together in prayer. Um, But to start, I'd love to, before I share a couple of my favorite Bible verses on the subject of you are loved, I I want to just give everyone a moment of silence, maybe a few moments, maybe 30 seconds to a minute, to just ask the Holy Spirit to bring to mind some scripture Uh, or just a a phrase about his love for us. Would that be all right? Can we just do that for a moment? We'll just pause and we'll just think of, we'll ask God to bring to our hearts and minds, remind us of one of those scriptures that just means so much to us about the love of God. It might be a story, a, a scripture. So let me say a prayer and then I'll give you a few moments. Father, right now, would you, by your spirit, bring to mind those verses and phrases about your love that have impacted us over the years. Remind us of the words that really hit home for us. Thank you, Father. Amen. Did anyone just nod if you had, did anyone have, think of a verse that like meant a lot to them? A few people, I see a few nods. Anyone over in this section? Yeah, okay, a couple nods. Uh, I, here's, I want to do something a little crazy this morning. Uh, what I'd love to do is I'd love to actually open it up and the pastors have agreed with, they have microphones and they've agreed to like come around and if, for those who are willing to share, uh, to just say, hey, this is a verse that's meant a lot to me. When I think about a verse about the love of God, this is the, the verse that stands out to me. You can pull out your phone and Google it if you want to get the, the verse and address right. If, you don't, if, you, if it's just a phrase in your mind, you could say it. And you know what? Someone else here will probably actually have, have, be like, oh, I know that one too. If it's a line from a song even, a lot of times those are based on scripture. And so we might be able to track it down and be like, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'd love to just open it up by just for a few minutes of just like if a verse I came to your heart. You don't have to share. Everyone who nodded doesn't have to share. Uh, but, but if you're willing to share, I think it'll be really encouraging for all of us because we'll just share a few verses about the love of God. If you're on the, watching the live stream, where can I look at this camera? If you're watching the live stream, I would love for you to put in the chat 
uh, put in the chat verses about the love of God. You have the advantage if you're watching a live stream and you have like a computer near you, you could do some Googling and like some real deep search and then drop that in the chat to encourage each other. Uh, that's a little bit different than we have here. Could I ask you guys to go now? And then what was your name in the front row here who you got just put on the spot this morning to pray? What was your name? Andrew, did you guys, did you notice that? The, Derek was just like, hey, Andrew, do you want to pray? And Andrew's like, okay. You know, it's like he's in the front. That means he's into it. So it was like, but yeah, this guy's into it. So, so Andrew broke the ice for us, right? We already have people spontaneously on the microphone this morning. So could you just throw up your hand or just be like, I'm willing to share. Okay, we've got a few people already. There's one back here and a couple here. Uh, yeah, say, say your name and then say what verse came to mind for you. Uh, my name's Travis. Hey, and... Uh, verse that came to me is, um, for God did not, oh man. Yeah, um, what is, um, yeah, yeah, just give, um, give us the gist of it. Yeah, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to uh, save the world through him. Yeah. For God so loves the world, yeah. Yeah, so that's like, like right John after 3, John 3.16, right? Yeah, John 3.17, 3, wow. You usually go John 3.16, right? But you're pulling out of John 3.17. Yeah. Right, so what is it? God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. But yeah. to save the world through him, I think it's something yeah. along those lines. Beautiful. I love that. What else? We have another one? We have one over here? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, without crying. It is good, as in we are made in his image when he created us. And the other is it is finished. Wow. So two that stick out for me. And I think we all And those are know both scriptures. References. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it Genesis is finished when three, Jesus maybe? died, right? Yeah, two, two or yeah. one, two, when he says it's it's good. It is finished and it is yeah. good. And then it is finished, Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. <laughs> okay, what else? One over here, maybe. Yeah. God showed his love toward us, and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. God shows God demonstrates his love for us, right? That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to get it all figured out, thankfully, right? He, he, he gave his son for us. He gave his son for us while we were still sinners. I love that. That's from the letter to the Italians. Anyone? Any Italians here? You got it. Someone heard it. Romans, right? Rome's in Italy, right? <laughs> so it's the letter to the Italians. Letter to the Italians. It's one of my favorite verses. What else? Uh, uh, yeah, back here. Diane, um, Ephesians 3 that says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. That's one of my favorites. Maybe we'll, I'll, I'll pray that for us as we end the service today too. That, that you would know the height and depth and breadth and length of God's love. And then my favorite, it's one of my favorite verses too where he says um, that you would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. I'm like, well, it sounds like a contradiction, but I love it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That you would know this love that surpasses knowledge. Uh, what else? Do we have someone over here? Yeah. Hi, I'm Kendra. And I always hope that God will make me look super spiritual. Uh, but he just gave me John 3.16, which we've already talked about. Yeah, hit, it, hit uh, us with yeah, it. We yeah. love it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And what hit me was that it's just like believe. The bar is set so low. Yeah. You just got to believe. Yeah, just trust. Just believe. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Any, uh, is there any others? Oh, another one back here. Yeah. Hi, my name is Crystal. Um, 
So 20 some years ago, I struggled with suicidal ideation and prior to that also maybe 29 years ago became a Christian. Mm. So um, God showed his love in his word through Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing some of your, your story. And then I, I like the backdrop of that, too, because then personally, it's like when we hear that verse, that really hits home. Thank you. That, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Do you know what's interesting about that one for me? I was thinking about it and praying it as we prepared for this morning, because I remembered that the last time I was here, six, seven years ago, I spoke on Jeremiah 29, 11 on the Sunday morning service. And I talked about what do you do when you're in a situation you don't, you know, you don't want to be in. And I remembered because God was teaching me about Jeremiah 29, 11, like they were in a place, the prophet Jeremiah was writing to the people who were in a place they didn't want to be. And he was saying, hey, God has good plans for you. So that's, that's an encouragement for all of us this morning. And I like that verse too that you, you shared that because it's like, I said, what's love verses? And that's not directly, it doesn't say the word love in it, right? But this is like so communicating the Father's heart of love towards us. And so thank you for sharing. Yeah. Anyone else? Do we have another one over here? Yeah. Romans 5.10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Wow. I love that. Thanks for sharing. What else? Is there anyone else? Just open it up for another minute or so. I mean, this is encouraging, right? So I'm, I'm okay to keep going. I don't know what, I can't see the live stream. I hope someone has dropped something in there. Yeah. I, I liked your point that you made that God loves us who we are, not as we should be. Mm. Uh, and the verse that came to mind is 1 John 4, 10 and uh, 11 and 12. Uh, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, a couple more. Okay, yeah. Um, Joseph, um, John fifteen thirteen says there's no greater love than than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Yeah. Amen. And then Jesus, he, he played it right out. He just said, hey, there's no greater love than to lay down your life. And then it was maybe the next day even, or that night he was arrested, and he gave his life for us. Okay. I have loved you with an everlasting love from Thessalonians 5.18. I've loved you with an everlasting love. And it sounds like if it's in Thessalonians, it's referencing one of the older prophets. Because like, that sounds like, doesn't it sound like it has like, a, uh, like a, an ancient, like they're, they're pulling it back, reminding the church, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Oh, it's so beautiful. What is, um, do you know what that reminds me of? One of my favorites, I'll share one of my favorites, is I think it's in Zephaniah 3.17. Um, I'm going to try to do it from memory. Am I going to try to do it from memory? Or should I just try to pull it up here? I'll pull it up. I don't from memory, though, from memory, it reminds me of, like, how I feel about Livia, my daughter. You did? Okay, you share it. You got it. 
No, 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 no. I'm going to comment on it after you share it. <laughs> this, this was meant to be then. I was reminded of it from Bible school, and I was thinking uh, it's just the kind of the, you know, God is powerful, but yet he loves us. So the verse is, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will, will rejoice over you with singing. And it reminded me of a cartoon where there's like this big dog and this little dog and the, a bunch of bully dogs. And the little dog barks and they all run away, but there's a big dog standing behind them. And uh, that's kind of what God's like. You know, we think we, we have to fight everything on our own, but we have a mighty warrior behind us, so... Love that's that. It. Anyway, sorry about the cartoon analogy, but that's what I thought of. No, give us a picture. I like it. Little dog barks, and all the bullies run away, and the little dog thinks, I'm pretty tough, but it's actually because there's a big dog <laughs> right behind. I love that. Uh, that one reminds me of because it says, I rejoice over you with singing. I haven't sang as much as, I, uh, as I've sang in the last kind of year. Uh, Livia's seven months, so even when my wife was pregnant, when I started to actually believe that uh, we're going to have a baby together, I, I start singing every day, all the time. I'm just singing, and some, ha like 90% of the songs are really bad and terrible. I just make them up. I'm just singing about everything. But I'm rejoicing over Livia with singing, you know, changing her diaper and singing to her. I'll give you a couple of my hits, okay? Uh, one of my hits is, hey, Livia, you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. That's just one of the ones I do. Another one is, um, she likes it now. She's getting a, she, you know, I'm, I've made her like it. Uh, Another one is, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Livia, you're a little slice of heaven, and I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but there's something, and it, but, then you, but then I'm like, could it be, could it be that our Father in heaven actually rejoices over us in, with singing? Could it be that our Father in Heaven delights in us? Like, there's no way that my kid can get around it. I delight in her so much, right? And, and then, but what's happened is I grew up as a church kid. I grew up kind of in the, in kind of religion and stuff. And so there, there's like, there's something in my mind that goes, thank you so much, pastors, for doing that. Thank you, everyone who shared. And did, was it okay? Was someone like burning, their heart was burning, you had to share? We, we'll, I'll give you one more chance in a second after I, I totally interrupted my thought. That's okay, though. Okay, okay. Okay, what was I talking about? I was talking about, could it be? <laughs> could it be that our Father in heaven delights in us? But growing up in church, if you've been around church for a long time, you maybe have done what I've done, and you, without meaning to, you attach God's approval of you to how well you're doing with doing the things you should do and not doing the things you shouldn't do. You attach your, your, your willingness to receive his love, willingness to receive God's approval of you to religious rule keeping. And in Galatians it says, if, that if the religious rule keeping system would have worked, he's like, we wouldn't, Jesus wouldn't have needed to die. Right? He says, but Jesus gave his life. He's like, the, and in Galatians he's saying, we had the best religious rule system in the world, but still we needed a savior. And so it's like, the, what I do sometimes in my heart without meaning to is I go religious on it in a negative sense. Religious, not like in the James sense where it's good religion is, you know, this. It's in the negative sense of religious rule keeping. I'm drawn out of grace and believing and trusting in what Jesus has done for me, yet not I, but Christ. And I'm drawn to this, okay, how am I doing? 
Am I doing the things I need to be doing? Am I praying enough? Am I reading my Bible enough? And for most of us, probably 95% of us, the feeling is, ah, well, not really, <laughs> right? And then the, there's the things I shouldn't be doing. The way I treat people. The way I keep my word. The, the thoughts, the anger, the lust, the pride, the, the, how I deal with my temper. And, and it's like these things we wrestle with, this sin we're struggling against. But I know, the older I get, though, I know I don't measure up. In so many ways, on so many days, I don't measure up. So then something goes, oh man, you don't really deserve it. He gave everything for you, and look what you've done. Look what you've done with all his love and grace. But then Jesus, what does he do? He calls us back. He calls us back and he says, no, 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 you don't understand. I delight in you. I rejoice over you with singing. I want to quiet you with my love. And I'm like, yeah, but I got all this stuff. I haven't sorted it out yet. And he's like, I know. I, I died for you before while you didn't, had, didn't have it figured out. While you were still a sinner, I chose you. Before the creation of the world, I had my mind set on you. I wanted to adopt you as my child. I didn't want you to be a slave to fear. That's what it's, one of my favorite verses I got open here in the letter to the Italians. <laughs> Sorry. The letter, in the letter to the Romans, chapter 8, it says, The spirit you received doesn't make you slaves so that you live in fear again. That's what religion does, right? That's what religious rule keeping does. He says, but the spirit you received brought about your adoption. And by him, the spirit, we cry, Abba, Father, this intimate Papa. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Uh, the, the backdrop we've set for each other this morning of scripture, and I'm so grateful so many shared uh, so many different ways the Lord's saying, this is how I feel about my people. This is how, what I've done for you. This is, I didn't come to condemn. I came to redeem. I came to save. He took it all on the cross for us. And so my great hope is in the cross of Jesus Christ. We just celebrated Easter, the death and resurrection. My great hope is that he, he is the great trade, the greatest trade the universe has ever experienced. He took all the sin and shame. He took the power of death and he died with it in the grave. And he resurrected in power. And now he says, now you have a way. Now you can be in relationship. Now you can experience freedom and joy and life, forgiveness and mercy. Oh God, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So we have the backdrop of scripture this morning. And then I'd love to end our time together with prayer. And the, the image in my mind is, is that I want us to ask God for is like, hey, would you give us a glimpse of your face towards us, the kindness in your face towards us? There's a lot of people in my life who have shown me great kindness and love, the love of God. One of them I, I think of is my Egyptian grandfather. I'm not Egyptian. I'm, I'm not Italian either, but I love Egyptians and Italians. And my Egyptian grandfather, who was one of those grandparents, and maybe you're like this if you're a grandparent, there's, who was like, if you were friends with his grandkids, you got adopted as his grandkid. And he had this way of greeting us. He would kind of come, and, he'd, and my good friend Andrew, he would, he would hug us, and then he'd kiss you on the cheek, and then he'd hold you. He wouldn't let you get away. He'd look at you, and he'd go, I love you so much. And his Egyptian accent, with, and he'd go, I love you so much. And he'd say, I'm so proud of you. You are my precious, precious child. And he would do it to his, his grandkids, and then he'd get to me, and I'm not even his real grandkid. And he'd grab a hold of me. He'd pull me. And he'd hold me close. He'd kiss me. I'm like, one time I went to give my grandfather a hug. He was from kind of a British background. And uh, I went in to give him a hug. And he went, whoa, when he kind of stuck out his hand like this to give me a handshake. 
was like, okay, Grandpa. And then my Egyptian grandfather, he's like pulling me in close. He's hugging me. He's holding on to me. I'm like, wow, this is a lot. And then he kisses me on the cheek, and then he looks me right in the face, and he goes, I love you so much. You're my precious, precious child. I'm so proud of you. And a few years ago, Papa Nazem, that's his name, Papa Nazem passed away. And his memorial was in, a, in, a, in an auditorium, probably similar size to this, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It was the biggest memorial I'd ever been to that it wasn't for someone who was like an official position of leadership. He was just someone that, that people loved because I think it was because they knew he loved them. And person after person after person got up sharing about how loved they felt by him. And I was sitting in the back corner and I remember being like, I know he liked me best. <laughs> But I left that day thinking, okay, how do I do this in my own life? So I said, I'm going to start trying to do this in my own life. I started thinking about my nieces and nephews. And I'm like, I want to start looking them in the face and letting them know. That's one way that I decided I'm going to be really intentional uh, in showing my love for them. And it was inspired by this, this man. And I wonder today, and then the question started growing. And I wonder today if the question for us isn't, could it be that God's face towards you is more kind and more gracious than Papa Nazem's face towards me? Could it be possible that God's face towards you and me is less kind and loving after the cross, which he proved his love for us? He went all out. Could it be that his face is less kind and loving than my face towards even my, my precious Livia? Emotionally, it feels like, ah. Oh, Intellectually, as if you're a church person, you're like, of course not. He's the, he loves us the most. But you feel that tension? So I wonder if now we could just pause and we could end our time together in prayer and ask him by his spirit, the spirit who wants to give us that, that who brought about our adoption, the spirit who wants to testify with our spirit that we are God's children. If we just give him a moment to give us a glimpse of, of the face of God towards us. Let's pray together. And I'll say a prayer and then I'll leave a few moments of silence for God to reveal his face to us. And then I'll end by praying the Ephesians 3 uh, for us. Heavenly Father, thank you today that you're present with us by your spirit. The spirit of Jesus, you're with us. And Jesus, in, in story after story, in encounter after encounter, you showed that you, you cared so deeply about the people you were with. And you're able to forgive sins. And we pray that we would get a glimpse of your face this morning. Reveal yourself in this moment to us personally as we wait on you. We wait on you now. Thank you, Jesus, for your kindness to us. 
I'll just say one thing before I pray again. There, if the impression coming to your mind is a God who is mad or sad or grumpy towards you or disappointed, in my experience of looking through the Gospels, it's actually quite rare that Jesus does that. Oh, that even reminds me, didn't Michael speak last week about how, when Jesus got angry? He wasn't angry at the disciples. He wasn't angry at the sinners. He was angry at, at people preventing all nations from coming to him. Sometimes we've given God a religious rule-keeping anger that he does not want and he does not have. And he proved it on the cross. So from the Gospels, I would just say, if that's the image coming to your mind and your heart, it's not a true image of Jesus. And so let me pray for that too. Right, right, now, right now we just rebuke and reject every image of Jesus that is not the true Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, true Lord Jesus Christ, reveal your, your love for us in a glimpse of your face. And now I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, church.